from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get to the show, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you for subscribing to the podcast. Thank you for following on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. We appreciate all the support, all the love all over the world. This is the biggest month we have had yet, and it's all due to your support. So thank you so much, and I hope that you continue supporting and continue to ride with us on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. Yeah, let's get into this super stack show. Hashtag that shit, because we're going to have a big one for you today. We got last night's huge episode of NXT including the world title match between Karrion Cross and Finn Balor, as well as today we have the newest episode of TNA The Asylum Years. This is episode four. Let's get into all the action right now. What's up, everybody? Yesterday we had such a stacked episode of NXT on Tuesday night. We are going to get all into that in just a few seconds. Before we start off with the NXT review, I want to get into some of the news and notes of the wrestling world. There's not much. Not as much as we had Monday. But we have a little sign, 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 sign. Rest in peace to Larry, Alexa Bliss's pig. Uh, she said that he was battling some uh, illness and couldn't get him the help in time. Very sad. Alexa Bliss put up a uh, a video where she thanked the fans for all their support, and it was just very emotional. I, my heart goes out to Alexa Bliss. My condolences for that. Also in the news, Adnan Burke has announced a mutual departure from the WWE. He is no longer the Lead commentator of Raw. So the man who replaced Samoa Joe didn't last past a month. Maybe it was a little month. Nah, I mean, it can't be. A couple weeks, a couple weeks. Adnan Verk, you know, wasn't long for the world of the WWE. To be honest, it was mutual, so I don't got no, you know, I ain't gonna feel bad when I say that that shit was bound to happen because my man did not fit with that show he sounded like a fucking robot and you know what i mean it's all good right it's all good best of luck in your future endeavors adnan verk maybe you need to buy a bigger boat how about that the doctor of thugonomics john cena's in the news again 
he had to apologize. Well, he didn't have to. He, he chose to apologize to the people of China for calling Taiwan its own country. Taiwan is indeed not a country. It is a territory of China. Now, besides that, much not much happened in the world of wrestling. So let's get into NXT. Last night, May 25th, 2021, NXT started out with Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon versus Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, the current reigning NXT Women's Champion. This was a good match. A little weird dynamic here. I, I still don't really... Uh, <sighs> I, I'm not really behind Gonzalez as the champion, but I hope that in the weeks to come we see more out of Gonzalez. Big fan of Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon here. Pretty good matchup. Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher. They want the grizzled young vets. They want one more match with the vets. The vets say later on the night that they're done with them. We'll see what happens. Every time these two teams got together, it was really, really good. So I hope that we got one more between these two teams because, yeah. The Grizzle Young Vets and Thatcher and Ciampa put on some really good matches. So, next in the show, we got the in-ring return of Bobby Fish. He goes against Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne and Bobby Fish have a very physical matchup in this episode of NXT. But Bobby Fish cannot pick up the victory. He loses to Pete Dunne, who is on a roll as of late. And has his eyes set on the world champion. Pete Dunne and Oni Lorcan jump Bobby Fish after the match, and no one comes out to save Bobby. Not even cool Kyle. Kyle. That's your boy, right? I mean, I know you don't trust nobody now after the ending of uh, the, 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 the destruction of um, uh, the Undisputed Ever, but, I mean, that's your boy. Anyway, got Mercedes Martinez. She picks up a victory in her matchup. Afterwards, Zaya Lee is on the screen. We get this dark, ominous Zaya Lee video. Then Mercedes Martinez looks at her hand, and Zaya Lee's, uh, I guess, symbol or or markings was on Mercedes Martinez. We got a face-off between Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, and Cameron Grimes, the million-dollar face-off. Cameron Grimes basically wants to know, yo, what's up? Ted, I idolized you. I admire you. I look up to you. Why are you giving me so much shit? The Million Dollar Man said, you know, I wanted to test you and see if you could be the man who carries on to the Million Dollar Champion and restore that legacy of that title. But as Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase is jacking jaws inside the ring, out comes E. La I mean L. A. Knight. <laughs> That's still one of the worst names, I think. L. A. Knight. What the fuck? I just broke something. See, you heard that? I just broke something because of that name. That guy's Eli Drake. All right, dummy. Yeah. Anyway, L. A. Knight comes out. He wants. He says that he's going to be the man who, you know, brings back the million-dollar champion. And Cameron Grimes is like, shut up. You know what I mean? Let, let, let the millionaires talk. You know what I mean? Let, from one millionaire to another, let the millionaires talk. Turns his back on L.A. Knight and BOW! L.A. Knight attacks Cameron Grimes. What an idiot. Come on, Cameron Grimes. You're going to turn your back on L.A. Knight? What an idiot. And guess what? 
Ted DiBiase laughs, and he walks off with L.A. Knight. Does this mean Ted DiBiase is the new manager of L.A. Knight? We shall see, but Cameron Grimes is probably getting a babyface turn here, which, I mean, shocks me. But, I mean, I saw that one coming as soon as he turned his back on L.A. Knight. We got the debut of Frankie Monet, the former Taya Valkyrie. She goes against Cara Jade. Eh, pretty good debut. Good entrance by uh, Frankie. I still got to get used to that name, too. You know what I mean? Frankie Monet. L.A. Knight. Like, some of these names are a little hard to get behind. But, Taya. Ah, God damn it. Frankie picks up the victory in her in-ring debut. It is announced that next week we will get a triple threat match for the number one contendership for the NXT champion. And will face the winner of tonight's main event. That match will be between Cool Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunne, and Johnny Gargano next week. Three-way matchup. That's going to be a really good matchup. And I am interested to see who wins. All three men have a valid reason to be the number one contender. And all three men got in carrying across his face a few weeks ago and said, I'm not scared of you, buddy. So we shall see who's going to be the number one contendership going forward. Main event time, we got Finn Balor. We got Karrion Cross. This is for the NXT World Heavyweight Champion. And this match did not disappoint. Really lived up to the hype. Was just as good as their first matchup. I really love this matchup. Amazing match. Great sequences, great action. I think we're going to eventually see the... Demon versus Cross, but right now we got the Prince versus Cross. But Karrion Cross retains the NXT champion. The sirens are outside. That's an ambulance. Call the ambulance for Finn Balor. You know what I mean? Perfect timing. I gotta get drops of natural shit like that does not happen. I could, you know, I could put drops wherever I want. I gotta start doing that. But anyway, that shit was a good match. We had a good, good matchup between Cross and Balor. Cross retains the title. He is still your NXT champion. Good episode of NXT. I'm going to give this episode of NXT a three out of five stars. Yeah, I thought I was going to say 3.5. Y'all could kiss my ass. I don't always say 3.5. I say three this time. Three out of five stars for NXT. That's not the only show we're reviewing, though. I need y'all to strap on up and jump into the wrestling DeLorean. Because we are going back in time, baby. We are going back in time. And we're going to go all the way to 2002. July 10th, to be exact, 2002. This, my friend, is the Asylum Years. We're about to talk about episode 4 of... TNA Wrestling. Let's get into it. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. 
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being, I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics? Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode four of TNA, the Asylum Years. This is TNA, NWA TNA pay-per-view from July 10, 2002. Last time we left our friends at TNA, Jeff Jarrett and Brian Christopher attacked and jumped along with K-Crush Scott Hall. And we have a new tag team champion between AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn. So, this episode starts with a recap of last week's show, the tag team tournament. Then we go right into... A tag team title match for the NWA tag team titles. Slash and Tempest, a.k.a. Crowbar, a.k.a. Devin Storm. This team is accompanied by Father James Mitchell. This is the Disciples of the New Church. They go against AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn, the NWA tag team champions. This matchup was really good. This, besides that first episode of TNA, this might be the best opening matchup on TNA yet. That first episode of TNA had a lot of ceremonial things in the beginning, a lot of talking in the beginning. So, the first matchup came at like 20-25 minutes into the show. This starts the show hot and heavy. And to be honest, if you think about the fans at the time, they're paying for a pay-per-view weekly. So let's not waste any time. These people, time is money. Let's not waste people's money. Let's not waste people's time. Let's get into this great fucking matchup. We have a really good matchup between Crowbar and Slash and AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn. This was fun as hell. AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn win the matchup. They picked up the victory. They retained the gold. But the real story was AJ Styles was really, really flashy in the matchup. AJ Styles was pulling out all these big-ass moves, and his tag team partner, Jerry Lynn, is still a little bitter that AJ Styles beat him for the X Division champion on episode two. So, Jerry ain't really too happy. There seems to be a disconnect between AJ Styles and Jerry Lynn, because after their victory, Jerry Lynn just leaves the ring while AJ celebrates, and he's a little confused, like, bruh, we just won. Where are you going? 
more on that later in the show. Next, we get a recap of last week's main event. And out comes Brian Christopher himself. Grandmaster Sexay comes out to the ring. He says that he never... That he, you know, was always in his father's shadow. He starts talking shit about Jerry. He says, screw Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler could go to hell. You never were a father to me. You never gave me attention. You never did nothing for me. He then said, first of all, I didn't never realize how much he sounded like his father. But, you know, he talks shit about his pops. This promo starts dragging, you know what I mean? The promo starts dragging after a while. He, he, he goes on for quite a while here. Pretty much the same thing it said over and over again. If you gotta remember, in WWF, Grandmaster Sexay didn't get much mic time. You know what I mean? How many times did we really listen to Grandmaster Sexay cut a long promo like this? Or cut a, cut a vicious promo, you know what I mean? But this whole thing was about how, you know, Jerry Lawler is a piece of shit. By the way... One thing that TNA was notorious for at this time was calling out people who were not signed to them so there will never be a payoff here. So you got Brian Christopher talking shit about Jerry Lawler for about 20 minutes on your show. Like I said, time is money. You're wasting time with Brian Christopher talking shit about Jerry Lawler. And guess what? Jerry Lawler's not going to show up. So what's the point? Anyway, this all leads to him saying that he's no longer going to live in his dad's shadow. He is now Brian Lawler. No longer Brian Christopher, Brian Lawler. So the whole promo made no sense to me. He hates his dad. He doesn't want nothing to do with his dad. But then he takes his dad's last name. What the fuck? Anyway, this leads to a matchup between Brian Lawler and Norman Smiley. And I gotta say... Norman Smiley gave more of a fight than I thought he was going to give. This was probably set up to be a Brian Lawler squash match, but it wasn't. Norman Smiley took the beats to Brian Lawler for some of this matchup. But at the end, Brian Lawler does pick up the victory. He calls out Scott Hall. He gets back on the mic. Like there's, This is like a good half hour dedicated to this guy who's not really good on the mic. He calls out Scott Hall. He says that he's on... Scott Hall's on his list, and they will do battle next week. Backstage, Bill Barons is telling Jeff Jarrett that he's not getting a title shot, and he's not having a match tonight. And you hear Father James Mitchell yelling at his team in the back. There is something going on with Jeff Jarrett and Father James Mitchell, but Jeff Jarrett will not be on the show in a matchup capacity, and he will not be getting a title shot. As much as he bitches, whines, and complains about it, it's not going to happen, Jeffrey. Next on the show, we got K-Crush versus Hermes Sadler. This was a NASCAR driver versus a world champion wrestler match. And the world champion wrestler had to cheat to beat the NASCAR driver. Think about that. That was absolutely stupid. K-Crush had to put his feet on the ropes... To pin Hermie Sadler. And for those who are thinking. Who the hell's Hermie Sadler? Before this show. 
I didn't know. He's a NASCAR driver. Why is he wrestling against K-Crush? And why is he winning? Because, yes, K-Crush picks up the victory. One, two, three. But then he beats down Hermie Sadler after the match. And guess what the old ref does? The referee reverses the decision. And in the record books, the decision says Hermie Sadler defeats K-Crush. A.K.A. Ron The Truth Killings. A.K.A. R-Truth. A.K.A. Pretty Ricky. What the fuck? I am... Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't, don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. Nuts. Liking that. Next, we get a tag team matchup between the Hotshots, Cassidy Riley and Chase Stevens, versus the debut of Ring of Honor's greatest tag team, Brother Jay, Brother Mark, from Delaware, the Chicken Farmers, the Briscoe Brothers. And this matchup is going really good. Isle was enjoying it until Father James Mitchell and the New Church came and Malice destroyed all four men. Which leads to Father James Mitchell saying that they're not leaving until they have Ken Shamrock's blood on Malice's hands. So Ken Shamrock comes out and he starts to get jumped. Which leads to Amori, Ken Shamrock's opponent tonight from Japan, making the save. Next, Jasmine St. Clair has made her debut in TNA. She, the former porn star, the former ECW valet, the former wife of the Blue Meanie, makes her debut in TNA, and she's here to give Jeremy Borash a lap dance. Wasting times. Next, we have the Flying Elvises versus the Dups. The Flying Elvises win. It's alright. Then backstage, Jerry Lynn attacks AJ Styles. Now I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I got to see what's going on. See, because there was a part of this show where I start dozing off. But 
they, they, they hook, line, and sinker gotten you right back in with the Jerry Lynn attack on AJ Styles. What is going on here? Next out, Harley Race comes out. The legendary Harley Race, the king Harley Race comes out. He has the NWA World Heavyweight Champion with him. He will be at ringside for this matchup from Japan. Amori versus the NWA World Champion Ken Shamrock. This matchup was good. This matchup was getting even better, but this matchup ends in the DQ finish when Jeff Jarrett comes out with a steel chair and attacks everybody. Jeff Jarrett is on a rampage. He's attacking everybody with the chair. He attacks Harley Race. He attacks Ken Shamrock. He attacks Amori. He attacks the church. He attacks a fan. He attacks everybody. Jeff Jarrett is then escorted out. He's told to leave. Then, Jerry Lynn is backstage. Goldilocks wants to get a word with him. Jerry Lynn, basically, in, you know, in very derogatory terms, which, by the way, this would never fly today, but Mr. Jerry Lynn tells Goldilocks to get on her knees and open wide. In other words, saying a very famous DX slogan. But then this is interrupted by Father James Mitchell, who says that he wants Jeff Jarrett. He wants Jeff Jarrett, and the church wants Jeff Jarrett. Then you hear screaming backstage, so Goldilocks goes to investigate, and it's Bill Barron's. And Bill Barron's is tied up with F.U. written on his stomach, just like last week where the president of the NWA, I forgot his name, had the same fate. Main event of the night, though, was the match of the night. This was a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal matchup. We have an NWA TNA X Division number one contender six-way elimination rankings match. God, is that a mouthful? Between two, God, well, between six wrestlers, four in which that we have never seen before on this show. I don't want people to think that I've never seen people of the likes of Tony Mamluk and Christopher Daniels. I have. But on this show, we have never seen them before. This main event is a six-way match between Low-Key, Primetime Elix Skipper, Christopher Daniels, Tony Mama Luke, Kid Romeo, and Jerry Lynn. And guess what? I thought this was going to lead to Jerry Lynn winning, being that he just attacked the X-Division champion and his tag team partner, AJ Styles. But no. No siree, Bob. Jerry Lynn is the first to be eliminated. We're down to Tony Mamaluke. By the way, the action in this match was absolutely phenomenal, man. This day, we're going balls to the wall. This is the definition of TNA, total nonstop action. This is what put this company on the map, the X Division. And the X Division shined bright on this night. At the end, we got a victory between... Well, it came down to Low Key and Christopher Daniels. and They were the final two. They had a phenomenal exchange. At the end, though... The Brooklyn Warrior, low-key. He wins the matchup. He's the number one contender to go against AJ Styles. What a hell of a matchup. After that, though, the Flying Elvises come back out. We got Yang. We got Sonny Siaki. We got Estrada. They come out. They attack low-key. Christopher Daniels and Elix Skipper come out to make the save. A.K.A. this is where Triple X, I believe, is formed. But... They make the save. Tony Mamaluke comes down, makes the save. They ran out. During all this commotion, though, Jeff Jarrett comes back out. 
He demands a title shot. He says, screw the church. And then the Tennessee Titans are in the front row, and Jeff Jarrett has the balls to go up to the Titans and says, screw the Titans. I'm a winner. You had a shot at the Super Bowl, and you blew it. This is a very famous moment in TNA history. And the freaking Tennessee Titans jump the guardrail and jump Jeff Jarrett. During this, the fucking new church comes out to fight off the Titans and fights off Jeff Jarrett. It's pandemonium here to NTNA. What a freaking matchup here. I mean, what a, what a moment, I mean. What a moment. You have one hell of a matchup, and then you have this insane brawl between the Tennessee Titans and the TNA locker room. Jeff Jarrett incited a riot here. This was phenomenal. I give this episode of TNA. You ready? A four out of five. What the hell? I didn't think I would be giving them anything that high this soon. Enjoy this episode. Go out of your way and watch this episode and enjoy. Because from the first match to the crazy-ass main event to that insane, insane, insane way to end the show... This was a hell of a match. I mean, a hell of a show. And I am so excited to see next week. I hope everyone has a phenomenal day. I hope everyone checks out the podcast tomorrow. I hope everyone stays safe, stay strong, stay healthy. One love, ladies and gentlemen. One love. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 